This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bentliff. And Philippe Tuzo is with us today. And uh, Philippe, it's your first time uh, here at Create the Next. And one of the things that I love about our series of conversations and our discussions is when we hit, I especially love when we hit the actionable, practical, tactical kind of stuff that helps us as business leaders and as, as executives and as owners or whatever our role to do something different at the end of our you know, conversation than we might've been doing before. And I love our topic today, which is the art and science of revenue forecasting. Um, so I feel like that's like everybody get your pencils out because that's a good one to kind of keep some notes on. So welcome. And let's start with, uh, I, I guess, talk us through or, or give us some guidance or your expert insights on what is the foundation of good revenue forecasting processes? Where do we start? Where do we make sure everything is stable before we kind of can start to get creative with anything else? So uh, thank you, Chris, and uh, thank you for having me and uh, looking forward to our conversation today. So yeah, always tricky when we're trying to predict the future, right? And that's a little bit what we're we're trying to do here. Uh, but with a with a good rigorous process, we can arrive at you know a, a, a good uh, revenue forecast. Certainly the the best that, that we could arrive at. So solid foundation. Uh, first, it's this idea of a of a bottom up process. Right, where we're going to collect um, information uh, at the most granular level uh, across uh, the, the whole organization, segment by segment, line of business by line of business, product by product, re region by region, and collect uh, all the relevant um, data and information regarding revenue uh, projections, and then work with that and then consolidate. Uh, this information to prepare a consolidated picture for the for the organization. So that's the first, the first pretty essential uh, concept. Um, obviously, it is uh, super important to get direct information and direct input from the people that are on the front line, right? So that the sales managers, the client directors, the 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 client leads, the people that deal directly with you know potential clients and prospects, or that will have information regarding uh you know and any parameters that that will affect future future revenue streams so getting that direct uh input is is essential um another uh important aspect obviously is, is leveraging historical data right so um having a good understanding of of trends of seasonality of patterns Things that may be applicable that may apply again uh, um, for for future time periods, and help that uh, and, and use that to inform uh, you know future projections. Um, and then I would say last but not least is the cadence, right? Uh, because if if we want to keep the finger on the pulse, we really need to repeat that process as frequently as possible. And I would say for most businesses, that's probably monthly at least. And in some cases, it'll be more often than that. It'll be uh, you know several times a month, maybe weekly even. So I would say that's that's the the that would be a good starting point, hitting on those 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 uh, ideas. Do you find that? And obviously, every every organization is different, every business, every vertical, every industry, whatever. But 
As you're kind of indicating these things, here, here are some of those foundational uh, aspects. Is there a place where you continually see, especially small and mid-market uh, businesses, this is the thing to please stop doing? Like, do you see this is a problem again and again, or if everybody could just do this one thing, everything else would be smoother? Like, what is a common sort of obstacle or, or, or you know, how are we constantly stubbing our toes um, from where you, from where you see that? The one common error is it can be tempting to take some shortcuts, right? Maybe due to a, a lack of time and, and resources. And because this can be a bit of a heavy lift, this whole process, it can be tempting to, you know, recycle information that was collected for a previous forecast and not revisit all the, all the details. Uh, and that may lead to, you know, us missing new development or, or, uh, changes that affect the, the assumptions that are, that are the basis for, for the forecast. So that's, that's one, uh, one common, uh, um, error. Uh, another one is, uh, when we have, say, sales managers or, 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 you know, client leads, Whose job it is to drive revenue and, and who presumably will probably have some, some, some targets to hit. If those people detect some softness in their numbers, they might be reluctant to report that. Um, and it's, look, it's, it's human nature, right? I mean, they, they know this will probably trigger some, some hard discussions with management. Maybe they're not prepared to have those discussions at that moment in time. Maybe they're not ready for that. And, and look, it, it's hard, right? I mean, we're trying to predict a future that hasn't happened yet. And by the way, a future that we can influence. Mm. Uh, so it can be tempting for someone to say, you know, or to think, you know, I, I maybe only have a, a, a five or, or 10% chance of hitting those numbers. But, you know, I don't want to be perceived like I'm throwing the towel. So I'm going to stick to that. Uh, and there's a lot of good things there. But the problem is that that can lead to a forecast that's overstated, especially if that pattern is repeated in various segments across the organization. That is a really great point. And for me, it leads to a whole other discussion that I hope you and I can have sometime, which is around, I don't know, outdated metrics and things that don't always often help the organization, which is one is like this punitive sort of mindset of if you don't hit quota, then instead of we just need to know everybody so that we can make sense of things. But that's a different uh, topic. On the flip side of that, though, I have I have existed uh, alongside organizations before where um, leaders who aren't necessarily studying the metrics, who aren't necessarily financial experts, have a, a too rosy of a perspective of things. And because they had, you know, they'll 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 put a, a deal as sixty percent closed because they had one interesting conversation. Like they'll 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 have an idea that things are going to be a lot better than they are, and they'll start to resource around that. Do you find that that's a constant or a common issue? Uh yes. That that you know, that's something that that you know we can find uh, on on a pretty regular basis. Um, you know, I think it's it's a matter of you know making sure we're not being overly uh, optimistic. Mm. Uh, I think there, there's something really important here is a is a culture of candor. Yeah. And, and, and you know, making sure that we cultivate a, a culture of candor to make sure that 
we bring in the information as it is that we don't embellish it that we don't you know delay you know the the the, the news that that is you know not as good as we we were hoping it would be uh and you know that that's a that's an essential idea that if we can have a culture of candor that means people being comfortable you know reporting what they see uh, you know the, the good news the not so good news uh you know and, and address you know the all those situations uh, you know and, and asking the right questions that will help you know building a picture that is that is accurate that 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 makes sense um and, and identify that situation that you were you were telling where you know something is reported in a in a way that is that is maybe overly optimistic you know i love that uh, that phrase culture of candor that is fantastic and I, I think we should address that at some point it's such a healthy way of thinking about things what other and we've kind of talked about this uh this opacity that can happen and not you know very rarely uh intentionally it's just kind of the way things sometimes can go without us checking in what are some other challenges or obstacles that can get in the way of our revenue forecasting Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com Well, I think this, you know, this idea that, that at some point updated forecasts get confused with with targets mm. uh, I think targets are targets and an updated forecast is not necessarily a target I mean it, it serves a different purpose um, and it, if it, if an updated forecast uh, um, shows you know r- reports favorable development you know numbers that are ahead of of expectations then great uh, however, if they if they report numbers that are if if it shows a gap, then that should trigger a conversation. Okay, how do we get back to target? What can we do in reaction to that? But that conversation will only take place if if people are being candid, and and the softness is reported in in the first place. And if that's not the case, then number one, the conversation won't take place, and number two, we have a forecast that is uh, inflated. That is um that is fascinating because there in my experience there can be a tendency to refuse to revise targets based even if the revenue uh, if the forecast is feeling a little bit softer or weaker than we anticipated, the problem must be we're not working hard enough. The problem must be we're not doing something enough. So everybody double down, get out there harder, maybe market dynamics or competitive uh, competition or something has changed or just the economy, whatever. But what's your position on that? What do you, how do we, um, and I think this gets a little bit into whose, whose voices should be in the room guiding this stuff, but how do we align targets? As you pointed out, they're distinct and, and we should keep them distinct, but how do we align targets and revenue, especially if revenue, if we're adjusting it as we go, 
is there, do you have a perspective on do targets change as well, or should we be constantly sort of let's create those stretch targets that are hard, but maybe capable or what, how do we, how do we start to respond and flex in that? Well, I think that the, it starts by making sure people understand, right. That, that forecasts and targets are, are different and, and that we start the discussion where with, okay, this is where we stand today in, in an objective manner. Um, after that, the discussion becomes, how do we bridge the, you know, if we, if we are falling short of target, then, you know, what can be done to get back to target? Does a revised target need to be, you know, finalized? It's possible. It depends and depends on, on, on the situations. We want to, we want to be careful here because, you know, it, it's the, the, the idea of a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? That, that if we, if we keep, you know, if if times are hard and we're dealing with headwinds and, and and there is softness and and we keep you know changing the target then ultimately you know we're we're essentially reacting to 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 some you know to a difficult situation you know and not in rather than finding you know solutions and what can be done let you know let's let's do everything that we can do to to get back to where we want it to be uh, but it starts by, you know, not being in denial, you know, in not, you know, not avoiding the, the, the hard conversations, seeing the facts as they are, the reality as it is, and recognizing that. And once we have that, we are in a, in a better position to see, okay, now what can, can be done? What can we do? If that is not truly reported to begin with, then we're not going to have that conversation. Which, by the way, uh, connects back to how often we should be doing this. It's a lot easier to have these conversations, I think, uh, you know, monthly, where we can sort of see the dynamics of things and we can make adjustments rather than, well, everybody, it's October and we're way off. And how are we going to buckle down in the fourth quarter? Like, it, the closer we are to these numbers, the 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 more nimble we can be, the more agile we can be with our decision making. Yeah? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it also plays with the idea of candor is that I think the more often you have the conversation on a regular basis, it will help instilling this culture of, of candor within the organization. You know, more transparency, more trust, better communication. If you only have the discussion, you know, a few times a year, it can be harder. Who who should be having this conversation? Talk me a little bit uh, through the roles. Um, when When is it a, a matter of kind of, this is the executive team when is it a matter of let's open it up to maybe the management team? When do we open it up to the, you know, those of us who are going to be making the impacts, the rank and file, or how does that work or who should do what in, in this whole uh, alignment? Well, that, that's a great question. Uh, Cause obviously the process requires a lot of teamwork and a lot of collaboration, right? We talked about, you know, collaborating with the sales teams, the marketing uh, people, obviously the finance team. But at the end of the day, someone needs to own the process. And probably more importantly, someone needs to own the forecast. Mm -hmm. um, and that person should, should be the CFO. Uh, and when I when I say own the forecast, I mean literally like be you know ready to sign their name on, on that forecast. And for, for a lot of reasons, right? Uh, there's room for a lot of subjectivity, as we discussed in, in this process. Uh, the CFO needs to be the most objective person in the room. Uh, make sure that all the discussions, uh, the, the important discussions take place. 
that all the right questions are asked, um, that you know all the 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 verifications are done, that the data is analyzed, uh, you know that if if there are assumptions that are that are not realistic, that are too optimistic, that this has been identified. So there's a lot of work to be done, and some of that is just analytical work, right? Uh, you know, looking at at um, run rates, future run rates. If you see the old, you know, the proverbial hockey stick, you know, in, in your in your future projections, then we should pause and, you know, try to understand. Okay, what is what is driving that? Uh, is it seasonality or anyway? So there's a there's a lot of work that that has to be done, and that should be led by the CFO and and her or or his team, and, and really, like I said, own it. Because if, you know, you could say, okay, it's teamwork, which means a lot of people have contributed to the, to the forecast and maybe every person owns their piece, right? But if, you know, if we, if everybody owns it, then, then no, no one owns it. Right. Um, so, you know, and, and a process where there is room for, for that much subjectivity, you know, it, it, it makes a lot of sense to let you know, one senior person own this, own the process, orchestrate the process, and and own the 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 outcome. And you know, we've talked on on create the next here a zillion times about the value of a strategic CFO. So you're not part of what you're 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 sort of articulating for me is um, you're not just asking somebody to sort of put the numbers together and then throw them on the table and say, "Okay, team, what do we do?" This is a person who can then say. Here's the numbers and here's what I think. Here's a way for us to address this. Here's a problem that I can see that we need to, and that could get into some of the things we talked about. We're not getting honest numbers, everybody. What are we going to do? Like when you have a jump start on the solution, um, because you've got the strategic mind who can see all this stuff and then say, here's an action item, everybody, or here's a way forward, or let me start the conversation. I mean, that is that's what we need, right? That's what we want. That's yeah. what the decision makers. We're not just looking for, give me more information, but what do we do with it? And I feel like the CFO is the key sort of the component, the, the crucial component to make that happen. Yeah. Agreed. Obviously it requires, you know, uh, deep knowledge of, of, um, of, of the organization, um, you know, and, you know, a, a deep knowledge of all the parameters that, that drive the, the, the future sales. But that is that's the CFO's role, and the CFO should should own the process here. Philippe Tuzo is a uh, principal over here at Pro CFO Partners. What a great conversation! And uh, I'm looking forward to our next one. I, you, you said a couple of things today that made me think. Oh, I'd like to talk more about that, and more about that, and more about that. So, uh, thanks for all of, of your guidance and your generosity with your expertise today. And um, I think we learned a lot. And I'm looking forward to knowing more as time goes on and having you back. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, sir. Take care. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.